Chapter Nine of Timothy Crump's Ward by Horatio Alger. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine: A Journey. Oh, mother! Exclaimed Ida, bounding into the room fresh from school. She stopped short in some confusion on seeing a stranger. Is this my own dear child, over whose infancy I watch so tenderly? Exclaimed the nurse, rising her harsh features wreathed into a smile it is ida said mrs crump ida looked from one to the other in silent bewilderment ida said mrs crump in a little embarrassment this is mrs hardwick who took care of you when you were an infant but i thought you took care of me mother said ida in surprise very true said mrs crump evasively but i was not able to have the care of you all the time didn't i ever mention mrs hardwick to you no mother although it is so long since i have seen her i should have known her anywhere said the nurse applying a handkerchief to her eyes so pretty as she has grown up too mrs crump who as has been said was devotedly attached to ida glanced with pride at the beautiful child who blushed at the compliment ida said mrs hardwick won't you come and kiss your old nurse ida looked at the hard face which now wore a smile intended to express affection without knowing why she felt an instinctive repugnance to her notwithstanding her words of endearment she advanced timidly with a reluctance which she was not wholly able to conceal and passively submitted to a caress from the nurse there was a look in the eyes of the nurse carefully guarded yet not wholly concealed which showed that she was quite aware of ida's feelings toward her and resented it but whether or not she was playing a part she did not betray this feeling openly but pressed the unwilling child more closely to her bosom ida breathed a sigh of relief when she was released and walked quietly away wondering what it was that made her dislike this woman so much is my nurse a good woman she asked thoughtfully when alone with mrs crump who was setting the table for dinner a good woman what makes you ask that queried her adopted mother in surprise i don't know said ida i don't know anything to indicate that she is otherwise said mrs crump and by the way ida she is going to take you on a little excursion to-morrow she's going to take me exclaimed ida why where are we going on a little pleasure trip and perhaps she may introduce you to a pleasant lady who has already become interested in you from what she has told her what could she say of me inquired ida she has not seen me since i was a baby why said the cooper's wife a little puzzled she appears to have thought of you ever since with a good deal of affection is it wicked asked ida after a pause not to like those that like us what makes you ask because somehow or other i don't like this mrs hardwick at all for all she was my old nurse and i don't believe i ever shall oh yes you will said mrs crump when you find she is exerting herself to give you pleasure am i going to-morrow morning with mrs hardwick yes she wanted you to go to-day but your clothes were not in order we shall come back at night shan't we 
I presume so. I hope we shall, said Ida decidedly, and that she won't want me to go with her again. Perhaps you will think differently when it is over, and you find you have enjoyed yourself better than you anticipated. Mrs. Crump exerted herself to fit Ida up as neatly as possible, and when at length she got ready, she thought to herself with sudden fear, Perhaps her mother won't be willing to part with her again. When Ida was ready to start, there came over all a little shadow of depression, as if the child were to be separated from them for a year, and not for a day only. Perhaps this was only natural, since even this latter term, however brief, was longer than they had been parted from her since an infant she was left at their door. The nurse expressly desired that none of the family should accompany her, as she declared it highly important that the whereabouts of Ida's mother should not be known at once. Of course, she said, after Ida returns, she can tell you what she pleases. Then it will be of no consequence, for her mother will be gone. She does not live in this neighborhood. She has only come here to have an interview with Ida. "'Shall you bring her back to-night?' asked Mrs. Crump. "'I shall keep her till to-morrow,' said the nurse. "'After eight years' absence, that will seem short enough.' To this Mrs. Crump agreed, but thought that it would seem long to her. She had been so accustomed to have Ida present at meals. The nurse walked as far as Broadway, holding Ida by the hand. "'Where are we going?' asked the child timidly. Are we going to walk all the way? No, said the nurse, we shall ride. There is an omnibus coming now. We will get into it. She beckoned to the driver who stopped his horse. Ida and her companion got in. They got out at the Jersey City Ferry. Did you ever ride in a steamboat? asked Mrs. Hardwick in a tone intended to be gracious. Once or twice, said Ida. I went with Brother Jack once over to hoboken are we going there now no we are going over to the city you can see over the water what is it is it brooklyn no it is jersey city oh that will be pleasant said ida forgetting in her childish love of novelty the repugnance for which the nurse had inspired her yes and that is not all we are going still further said the nurse are we going further asked ida her eyes sparkling where are we going to a town on the line of the railroad and shall we ride in the cars asked the child with animation yes didn't you ever ride in the cars before no never i think you will like it oh i know i shall how fast do the cars go oh a good many miles an hour maybe thirty and how long will it take us to go to the place you are going to carry me to? I don't know exactly. Perhaps two hours. Two whole hours in the cars, exclaimed Ida. How much I shall have to tell Father and Jack when I get back. So you will, said Mrs. Hardwick, with an unaccountable smile. When you get back. There was something peculiar in her tone as she pronounced these last words, but Ida did not notice it. So Ida, despite her company, actually enjoyed, in her bright anticipation, 
a keen sense of pleasure are we most there she asked after riding about two hours it won't be long said the nurse we must have come ever so many miles said ida an hour passed she amused herself by gazing out of the car windows at the towns which seemed to flit by at length both ida and her nurse became hungry the nurse beckoned to her side a boy who was going through the cars selling apples and seed cakes and inquired their price the apples are two cents apiece ma'am and the cakes a cent apiece ida who had been looking out of the window turned suddenly round and exclaimed in great astonishment why henry fitz is that you why ida where did you come from asked the boy his surprise equaling her own the nurse bit her lips in vexation at this unexpected recognition i'm making a little journey with her indicating mrs hardwick so you're going to philadelphia said the boy to philadelphia said ida in surprise not that i know of why you're most there now are we mrs hardwick asked ida looking in her companion's face it isn't far from there where we're going said the nurse shortly boy i'll take two of your apples and four seed cakes and now you'd better go along for there's somebody by the stove that looks as if he wanted to buy of you william looked back as if he would like to question ida farther but her companion looked forbidding and he passed on reluctantly who is that boy asked the nurse abruptly his name is william fitz where did you get acquainted with him he went to school with jack so i used to see him sometimes with jack who's jack what don't you know jack brother jack asked ida in childish surprise oh yes replied the nurse recollecting herself i didn't think of him he's a first-rate boy william is said ida who was disposed to be communicative he's good to his mother you see his mother is sick most of the time and can't do much and he's got a little sister she ain't more than four or five years old and william supports them by selling things he's only sixteen isn't he a smart boy yes said the nurse mechanically some time continued ida i hope i shall be able to earn something for father and mother so they won't be obligated to work so hard what could you do asked the nurse curiously i don't know as i could do much said ida modestly but when i have practiced more perhaps i could draw pictures that people would buy so you know how to draw yes i've been taking lessons for over a year and how do you like it oh ever so much i like it a good deal better than music do you know anything of that yes i can play a few easy pieces mrs hardwick looked surprised and regarded her young charge with curiosity have you got any of your drawings with you she asked no i didn't bring any i wish you had the lady we are going to see would have liked to see some of them are we going to see a lady yes didn't your mother tell you yes i believe she said something about a lady that was interested in me that's the one where does she live when shall we get there we shall get there before very long and shall we come back to new york to-night 
no it wouldn't leave us any time to stay besides i feel tired and want to rest don't you i do feel a little tired acknowledged ida philadelphia announced the conductor opening the car door we get out here said the nurse keep close to me or you may get lost perhaps you had better take hold of my hand when are you coming back ida asked william fitz coming up to her with his basket on his arm mrs hardwick says we shan't go back until tomorrow. come ida said the nurse sharply we must hurry along good-bye william said ida if you see jack just tell him you saw me yes i will was the reply i wonder who that woman is with ida thought the boy i don't like her looks much i wonder if she's any relation of mr crump she looks about as pleasant as aunt rachel the last mentioned lady would hardly have felt complimented at the comparison or the manner in which it was made ida looked about her with curiosity there was a novelty in being in a new place since as far back as she could remember she had never left new york except for a brief excursion to hoboken and one fourth of july was made memorable in her recollection by a trip to stanton island which she had taken with jack and enjoyed exceedingly is this philadelphia she inquired yes said her companion shortly how far is it from new york i don't know a hundred miles more or less a hundred miles repeated ida to whom this seemed an immense distance am i a hundred miles from father and mother and jack and and aunt rachel the last name was mentioned last and rather as an afterthought if ida felt it her duty to include the not very amicable spinster who had never erred in the way of indulgence why yes of course you are said mrs hardwick in a practical matter-of-fact tone here cross the street here take care or you'll get run over now turn down here they had now entered a narrow and dirty street with unsightly houses on either side this ain't a very nice-looking street said ida looking about her why isn't it demanded the nurse looking displeased why it's narrow and the houses don't look nice what do you think of that house there asked mrs hardwick pointing out a tall brick tenement house i shouldn't like to live there said ida after a brief survey you shouldn't you don't like it so well as the house you live in in new york no not half as well the nurse smiled wouldn't you like to go up and look at the house she asked go up and look at it repeated ida in surprise yes i mean to go in why what should we do that for you see there are some poor families living there that i go to see sometimes said mrs hardwick who appeared to be amused at something you know it is our duty to visit the poor yes that's what mother says there's a poor man living in the third story that i've made a good many clothes for first and last said the nurse in the same peculiar tone he must be very obligated to you said ida thinking that mrs hardwick was a better woman than she had supposed we're going up to see him now said the nurse just take care of that hole in the stairs here we are 
somewhat to ida's surprise her companion opened the door without the ceremony of knocking and revealed a poor untidy room in which a coarse unshaven man was sitting in his shirt-sleeves smoking a pipe hallo exclaimed the individual jumping up suddenly so you've got along old woman is that the gal ida stared from one to the other in unaffected amazement End of chapter 9